Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome. I'm your host, Ramonda Jan, the founder of Women Thrive Media, visibility expert and inspirational speaker. I founded this global community for women, so every woman who is starting or running a business can feel like she has found a place to belong. So every woman is empowered to use her voice and share her message with the world. Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm so excited to be having another amazing guest on our show today. So today we are joined by Jessica Weaver. Hi Jessica, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited about today's conversation, Jessica, because today we're talking about how to overcome imposter syndrome to build wealth. Wealth. <laughs> and pause. I'm very excited about today's conversation on how to overcome imposter syndrome to build wealth. And I think this conversation is so vital, especially for women, because I realize that so many women really struggle with this imposter syndrome that prevents us from building successful businesses and our own wealth. So today's our special guest is Jessica Weaver, who's certified financial planner, certified divorce financial analyst, who focuses her work on supporting women and helping them build wealth. She is the best-selling author who took it upon herself to create a financial firm for women, the Women's Wealth Boutique. After struggling for a decade to fit into a male-dominated industry, she's now leading one of the fastest-growing women-owned financial firms across the U.S. Jessica, uh, lovely to have you here on today's podcast. Ooh, I am excited for today's topic, imposter syndrome and wealth. What could be better? We're going to get juicy today, talk about some secrets. <laughs> Yeah, this is a topic that I, I see coming up quite a lot within our community, within our audience. And I guess that fear, especially once we're trying to grow to that next level. And for you as someone who has multiple books, who founded your own wealth boutique, I think this conversation is going to be amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your story and how you set up your wealth boutique, how you got here. And we'll jump into some questions around the topic as well. Ooh, good question. Well, I started out in the financial industry in 2010. I actually joined my father's firm. Within a few years, I kind of knew it wasn't the right fit for me. It was all men at his firm. And I really wanted to focus on women. I saw women being neglected when it comes to their money and wealth. I also saw they had different problems. So we had to talk with them differently. We had to have different solutions and options for them. And I also saw this huge movement, and I love this movement because I'm part of it, is a lot of women stepping up and wanting to heal trauma from their past, from their childhood, maybe generational trauma, but really wanting to start life in a more present way, in more grat gratitude. And I saw how much that could also translate to their money and their wealth. And when you combine that self-growth, that personal growth, maybe getting more spiritual, and then you bring that in with money, 
it's amazing what can happen. And that's what led to writing my third book, Confessions of a Money Queen, which I swear was a download from God. I wrote it within a week. One week the book was done. I didn't know what to do with the book for a little bit. So I kind of sat on it at the time. It was the busiest time of my career. I was switching broker dealers with my father's firm. I just had my second child. It was a COVID pandemic. (laughs) And transitioning over to this new broker dealer, which in our world means like you're going from Charles Schwab to Fidelity, Merrill Lynch to Ameriprise to give you some examples here in the U.S., And I knew right away in my gut, I don't know if this ever happens to you, it wasn't the right decision to make that transition. You know, when you're talking to somebody and you want to sell them something, but you're like, this might not be the right person. In your gut, you know, but you still go move forward with it. You need the money. (laughs) You need the sale, right? You need to get booked on that stage. And then right away, oh, that was a mistake. They're calling you up nonstop on weekends. They need you to constant emergencies with them. So I knew it was not the right fit for me, but at the time I was so entangled in my father's financial firm, second kid, COVID pandemic, I really didn't have the capacity to seek out other options. So I went with him, I transitioned over, and it's so interesting that the new firm did not like this book, Confessions of a Money Queen, to put it lightly. (laughs) They... They didn't do anything. They wouldn't approve it for 10 months. They took forever. They would approve things, disapprove things. They also told me that my first two books I couldn't use, um, which were both bestsellers. They sent my website, jessicaweaver.com, which I had a blog on there for years, thousands of views a week. They wanted me to take down. So I saw my world unraveling. And as business owners, we put so much work into our books, our programs, our businesses, our clients who are helping. And right around this time, as my world's falling apart, and I swear God unravels things that no longer serve us for a reason, right? Everything's falling apart, not to hurt us, but it's really for our benefit. It's not against us, it's for us. And at this time, I started doing, I, this is going to sound silly, but I started doing this email marketing campaign. My old coach told me to do it. You know, we get swept up into what's a smartly thing that's going to get us leads. And again, nothing in my world's working. My world's falling apart when it comes to work. So I got to this point, you know, I might as well throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks, right? I'll throw money at the problem. And the whole point of the email marketing campaign was to bring qualified leads on my calendar. And my qualified leads, my the ladies that I love to work with are corporate women nearing retirement. I love retirement. I love talking about nursing homes, social security, long-term care, 401ks. That is my jam. I love it. Um, But for some reason, the email marketing campaign kept sending me female financial advisors. And the more I spoke with these advisors, and for some reason, my intuition kept telling me, just get on the phone with them. Just get on the phone with them. And I started learning that they were having the same issues I was having by my broker dealer, feeling like they were getting stuffed into this box, being told how to market, how, who to work with, how to sell, what kind of programs you can do. And they felt stifled. They felt suffocated. They felt unheard, undervalued. And that's what led me, you know what? 
if I'm having this problem, how can I fix this problem? Not just for myself, but for women in the industry. So in last year, 2022, we launched the Women's Wealth Boutique. We brought on five female advisors. We had had over 200% growth within nine months. We have a waiting list of nine more advisors to join us this year. With more coming, I swear every week, I'm meeting one or two more female advisors who are ready for breath of fresh air and to find their place in the financial industry. And we love that it's with us at the Women's Wealth Boutique. So sorry, that was a long answer <laughs> to your question, but I feel like my whole career brought me to this point of opening up the boutique. And I think that happens a lot of the time. I think that's what happens when we're true entrepreneurs at heart and the environment we're in makes us unsatisfied or there isn't a safe space for us to really grow and flourish and have that freedom of creativity. And clearly you have identified a problem that you felt you identified a problem that other wealth advisors were struggling with. And you made it into a whole new business, which is pretty amazing. And I, I love the story of how it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, if you can just trust that even if things are falling apart, that it, it is working for your benefit and you can just trust and listen to your intuition with these little signs. I feel like they're everywhere, but we get so bogged down with our to-do list, with what needs to get done in the day that we're not listening or looking for the signs. And it's like this breadcrumb trail from God that just leads you from one step to the next. And what do you think are some of the main reasons women are struggling with either building wealth or attaining money? Sure. I mean, it's what we all deal with. And I, I call money a practice. It's kind of like yoga, right? We're, we're never going to perfect it especially not in one sitting, but it's a practice, especially as we go from one level of wealth to the next, right? You're earning 100,000, now you're earning 500,000. Well, that's unknown territory for your mind, right? Your subconscious to live in and operate in. So how can we get you from one level to the next while still feeling safe? Not necessarily comfortable, but safe, trusting, trust the money's gonna be there, that you know what to do with the money. So, what we tend to see a lot of is not feeling worthy of the wealth, guilt, feeling greedy, and there's always some sort of trauma that's living, and our trauma lives in our subconscious. So we're not thinking about it all the time, but it is directing our habits with money. So I want everybody who's watching, listening to this to know that if you aren't where you want to be with money, you didn't fail, right? It, it's not your fault. It's something that's hidden in your subconscious that is making you fall back to debt, reverting back to debt, or making you leave or ignore a good opportunity that's going to get you to that next level, or maybe be in a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. So first, if we can touch in on healing that inner work, and like I said, every step of the way, there is a practice to one, knowing it's there, bringing awareness to it to what are the tools to deal with it, heal it, forgive it, forgive yourself. And then the third is finding new beliefs and new actions that are going to get you from one level of wealth to the next level of wealth. And I think all of those emotions, the fear, the guilt, the unworthiness, all packaged together as that imposter syndrome. <laughs> if we really looked at it, all of those are fueling this imposter syndrome. And every woman deals with this syndrome. 
even women who are making millions, billions of dollars, they're stepping in and they're terrified of that money or they still don't feel like it's enough or now their self-worth is so tied to the money that they feel like they constantly have to provide and prove themselves and earn more and more and more. And they're still on the same hamster wheel. And I mean, I see this a lot for women undervaluing themselves, but how mm. does it actually manifest itself in trying to build wealth? What are the symptoms if we could talk about, okay, these are the actual symptoms that could indicate that you probably have money wounds or you're mm. struggling with um, imposter syndrome when it comes to money. Oh, that's a great question. Yes, a lot we all do it. We undervalue ourselves. We charge too little. We're too scared that people aren't going to buy. But we still know we need to charge more. <laughs> we know that if we charge more, we'll get people who are more committed to work with us. We'll get that next kind of caliber degree of people to work with us. They're more respectful of us. They value our opinion, our expertise more and more. A huge indicator of a money block is you start to notice your money flatlines or starts to come down. So I'm a big tracking fan. I love tracking cash flow, income expenses. I love tracking your investments, your savings accounts, assets, and then your debt. So when you get into our world and we get you into this system, I call the cash flow security system, is just understanding the numbers and where your money is flowing. When you start to notice, even just looking at your bank account, every morning you should take inventory of your bank account. Is it going down? Why is it going down? Is That is a huge indicator that there's a money block. And then the more, what happens when we see our bank accounts going down or our debt going up, it's grabbing our attention more and more. We're looking at it more. We're thinking about it. Even if we're avoiding it, it's still going on up here in our minds, right? We're still stressing over it. Now we are super attached and focused on the lack, on the scarcity, not having enough. This happens a lot when we write down goals. We should write down goals. We should track our goals. But when we get hyper-focused on the goals, usually what we're hyper-focusing on is, I'm not there yet. I'm not good enough yet. What do I need to still do to get there? So shifting one piece. There's a few simple, easy things that you can do when you start to see yourself getting really focused on the lack or your money's kind of flatlining or coming down is one, step into gratitude. We know gratitude is a mood booster. It can help heal depression, you know, mental disorders, but it's going to get you back into the flow, into receiving mode. Two, meditation. Meditation is a way to de-stress your body. So when we're focusing on the lack, we're focused that we're getting stressed, right? We can we can feel it right now. You've even talking about it. Think about your bank account right now. Are you <laughs> are you feeling stressed over it? Meditation will de-stress yourself. That allows nutrients to pump back into your brain, blood flowing back, and that's going to open up opportunities that you weren't seeing before when you were stressed. There are some great ways. Um, going for a walk, just getting out of your environment. And taking note, yes, get as present as you can get in your world are three really good ways to switch that mindset right away. Beautiful. And I've practiced some of these things. And I remember, you know, for me, one of the symptoms was working so many hours in my business. 
yes. but not actually seeing results. And one year I got so frustrated with myself and with my business. I said, okay, enough is enough. What's happening? So I started to actually do a bit of an audit inside my business and see what are the products we're selling? How often are we selling? Like really starting to look at our productization ladder and start to track. And I remember the first month, it was January. I think we like tripled our revenue in January because I was tracking, because I was being conscious Huge. of just what are we selling and why I don't know sales sell button or buy now button on our website for some of the products that we sell. <laughs> like it didn't make sense. It's like my my if I can't find those products on my website, surely I can't expect my clients to go and find it. <laughs> That is such an amazing example. It's true. The harder we make it for people to do transactions with work with us, the less likely they're they're going to to buy. And tracking, like you said, that's huge. And then you get to celebrate those wins. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things I shared as well, like doing the meditation and healing. Again, just working so many hours and not seeing the results. Just had to literally find out on the subconscious level, on a conscious level, we work so hard. We want to, we want to have that success, but as if on under subconscious level, something doesn't let us move past it. Ooh. Yeah, this is a trigger for me. I'm very similar. And we just had a uh, meeting yesterday with all of our advisors. So we had 15 female, really strong, successful female advisors on the call. And I said, who doesn't feel enough right now? And everybody raised their hand, including myself. And that's how I felt all weekend long. And you're right. There are these times when we, I just need to do more, work longer hours, sacrifice more. And I get into these patterns too, but that's not how we get wealth. That's not how we build wealth. That's how we hit burnout. <laughs> we know that. That's how we hit pure frustration, stress, anxiety, all that flares up. And I said to the ladies, if we don't feel enough, our money's never going to feel enough. So how can we today feel enough, even if the bank account isn't showing the amount that we want it to show yet? How can we feel enough? And our comfort zone tends to be, especially for women entrepreneurs, we're go-getters, we're high achievers, is our to-do list, doing, and go, go, go mode. That's our comfort zone. Out of our comfort zone is resting pausing, taking a break from work. And it's so uncomfortable for us, right? As sitting on the couch with my daughter this weekend, because she was had the stomach bug, she was throwing up. So I sat there with her. And I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something. That closet, I need to clean out that closet. I need to take the garbage out. I need to finish the laundry. And it goes on and on and on. But the blessings usually happen when we take a break and pause and rest. And then all of a sudden, a pro new prospect, a new sale came in, a speaking opportunity. Everything that we've been waiting for happens when we step away from the computer, step away from our phone, and just rest. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, just living in the moment and having that happiness and freedom, even whilst you're trying to achieve that next goal. And you've touched, touched on something not feeling good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think we attach ourselves so much to the money that only if I earn so much or I have so much in my bank account, I'll feel enough. But actually, 
that feeling you have to heal first in order for that money to happen mm-hmm. i don't think regardless what your account is showing it's not going to fill that part that need inside of you of feeling enough it doesn't matter the amount of dollars pounds that you have in your account you're right yes i see women with millions of dollars and they still if they haven't done the internal healing work and address those pieces, they still feel like that's not enough money. Women stepping into $50 million is still not feeling enough or terrified that they're going to blow it. So they just sit on the money, terrified to make any decision with it. But what's cool, because we usually, right, it's our money dictates our self-worth. But if you flip it around, and this is what I talk about in my first book, you might be able to see it, Strong Women, Stronger Assets. If you flip the equation around, if we start to feel better about ourselves, I show story after story in the book that the money comes and finds us. It flows. Because how much more likely are you used to step up for a promotion, to raise your prices? If you feel really good and grounded and secure in who you are and what you bring to the table, you're showing up differently. And that energy is going to bring people to you. Whether you want them to or not, you just become this magnetic energy, this contagious people want to be around you more and more. So if you do feel like you're not enough, how can you flip it to feel enough? And then you know the money's going to come. The money's going to flow to you. Yeah, and it's true. It always does. You know, when you put yourself in that new energetic space, it comes. Okay, so let's talk about, I'm going to kind of switch the gears now and talk about practical things that we can do to build our wealth. Yes, practical things. So this is what Confessions of a Money Queen goes into it's 10 money moves to claim your power and prosperity and we start with those 10 steps it's right it's an instruction manual and all it's doing is it's starting to reprogram your mind to think and operate and then you're going to act differently when it comes to money building wealth wealth how you think about money Um, so we start on the healing journey the more spiritual side But then we have the practical side, as you said, you know, what are ways that as money comes into your life, you know what to do with that money, you know how to optimize on that money. And the more you have those money moves ingrained in you, they become habits, new patterns, you're going to trust, you can trust yourself with money, you're going to trust money that it's always going to be there, it's still coming to you. Think about some of the lottery winners, how many of them end up back in bankruptcy or celebrities, athletes fall back into bankruptcy or fall into bankruptcy because they don't have that trust. They don't have the systems of what to do with that money for it. So a lot of times as money comes into our life, it just comes into one account and it sits there. We don't give it a home, right? We, it sits there, whether it's in a business bank account, a personal bank account, and then the expenses come out. And it, the money's just there. Now, I call these homeless dollars because right, if we don't spend, if we don't put give them a home, they're going to leave our home and find another home. We're going to spend them. <laughs> so I call them homeless dollars. Give your money a home. Give your money a place. Something you can do right now, you can pause this. You can write down, you know, what are your top five financial goals or life goals, business goals? Right. For business, it could be, is it to get space, studio space? Is it to hire? Is it to give your employees more benefits? Is it raise your salary maybe? What are your top five goals on the personal side? Is it more vacations? Is it retirement? 
putting your kids through college. And then you could basically assign each goal a, a bucket or an account to set aside money into to fund that goal. So the first step, right? What are your goals? Set up accounts for the goals. And then this is how we help people. One is what is the right account for that money? Is it a retirement account, a college account? Is it something that needs to be liquid and accessible to you? And then what kind of investments should go in there? How much growth do we want? Do we have income? Do we want some protection there? And now your money's working for you. Now you started to create your own personal ATM, your cash cow money printing machine, whatever you want to call it, that feels really good. But what happens here is a huge switch. You no longer have to trade your time, your life energy to earn money. Your money is earning money and it's growing and building and building for you. Even while you sleep, even while you're on vacation, it's still working for you. And that is a huge switch for people. And that's how real, real wealth is grown. Wow. I love those tips. So just a little peek at the at what you really teach. And I know you have an amazing talk coming up at the Women Thrive Summit in March. And your talk is all about building money empire. Tell me a little bit more mm -hmm. about your upcoming talk at the Women Thrive Summit. Ooh, yeah. So we're going to go into really dive into right, setting, aligning those goals, prioritizing them. What kind of accounts, what kind of investments, how do you build different income streams, whether it's for work or for your personal side? That's what I love about this talk, especially the money empire. You kind of get double bang for your buck because you get to use it for your business. You get to use it for your families, your household finances as well. And think then you could have two money printing machines there growing and building for you. But we know as a society, the world, that the more income streams we have, the more secure you're going to feel, the happier you're going to feel too. You're not so dependent. There's not so much pressure on that one income stream to fund your whole life. And I want everyone to view their life. It is the business, right? Your money is a business. It's funding your life. So we do need to give it that attention it deserves while also knowing, you know, what's the healing work we have to do so that you can continue on this path to wealth and not plateau or block yourself from hitting that next level. Wow. Thank you so much. And for those of you who will be or have not perhaps uh, signed up for the Women Thrive Summit, go over to womenthrivesummit.com, register. And this is our annual women empowerment event where Jessica will be talking about how to build your money empire. I'm very excited about this talk. And we have different days actually dedicated to whether it's building your confidence and overcoming imposter syndrome and finding your purpose to talking about wealth and building successful and practical businesses to um, mindset work and spirituality and healing. So we've got really different topics covered. And through this event, which is happening the third week of March, you get to connect with so many other women. So not only you'll get to learn some things during this event, but you also get to connect with other women and hear their stories, because I think sharing stories is really important. Now, I had a client couple years ago who confessed to me that um, she has never looked at her finances. I have never had this discussion with her husband. So she was asking me, how do I 
turn my side hustle into my full-time business. So I started to ask her questions and she's like, I've never had this conversation with my husband. I've never really planned my money. I believe there is some fear and some people just stick their head in the sand and just try to avoid looking at it because it just feels too scary. How can women overcome this fear and really get comfortable with looking at the numbers? Yes, this is a recurring story I hear a lot, whether it's the woman's going through a divorce or the her husband just passed away and he always managed the finances. Now they have to take it over. And it's a different world too. Everything's virtual. So they're, they're waiting for the paper statements to come in. They're online. So it is... It's tougher than women realize getting back engaged, but I don't want them to be scared over it. Know that there is help. The best way is to start working with an advisor or a money coach, somebody that's going to walk them through it so they know what should they be focusing on instead of getting fixated on something that isn't going to matter or it's going to take up too much of their their time, their energy, right? What's going to be the best use of their focus? So one I would say, bring on help. We are here. We don't bite. We're here to serve you. We want to help you. We want, we're here to put your best interests first. Know that there is support out there and find a way to make money fun again. Find a way to get excited over money again. So it doesn't feel like a drag or a disappointment every time you look at it, but how can you make it a game? How can you make it something that you want to get engaged with again? Give yourself some good incentives there instead of it feeling like a job to do. Money's a privilege, right? Money is something that we're all grateful to be able to have and be in the world of. So don't be scared of it. Get help and make it a game. Have some fun with money again. I think that's what we need to do. Yes, money's serious. It's a serious topic, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a drag and a bore. We can have fun with it. We can have engaging, exciting events over it, conversations about it. That's what I want to see women doing. Yeah. And uh, before we jumped on a record, you said to me, oh, let's talk about money intimacy. <laughs> yes. yes. It's funny because I'll get emails from women and it's almost like, they're, they're kind of letting me know. I had one from an advisor, so very successful advisor, making, you know, five, $600,000 a year. She's like, I'm still dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome. Right? And I'm like, it's amazing how even the most successful people, they still deal with that imposter syndrome. Myself included, we're about to invest and hire into our director of operations for our firm. And I was out with my coach yesterday. I'm like, I can see the future self me and the past me and we're in conflict right now. <laughs> kind of like this. Okay. We, we do this step. There's no returning back to the old Jess. It's only moving forward to the new Jess. And I kind of needed some time to process that. Let my inner child know, you know, it's okay. You can take on this huge responsibility, but you know, God's got your back. So to me, having these conversations and knowing that you're not alone when you do feel like an imposter can really help women move past it. And that's why we have this firm. All the ladies are rallying at one after another whenever somebody needs that support, that lifeline. <laughs> Throw me the rope. Help pull me out of this. I'm feeling like I'm not good enough right now. How can we help each other out with it? So I think having those intimate 
stories, which used to be kind of a faux pas to talk about, you need to have those conversations. I love it. I love it. And this, this is why I love creating these. Since the first day we've had a women event, I was like, wow, we get to actually be so much more intimate and talk about real things that just affects or mainly affects women, but in a safe environment. So that's why I just love creating these safe spaces for women. So just no, you're amazing. And the women who are going to be presenting at the Women Thrive Summit are incredible. They are such badasses, these powerhouse ladies, so supportive and encouraging of one another. But it's going to be such an amazing event. So powerful. Thank you. I can't wait. And it's happening around, you know, mm. kind of the month where we celebrate women. And for me, it's like it's true. We have to celebrate each other. And it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. You might be just starting out. You might be struggling. You might be stuck somewhere. The truth is, this is your journey. And in a moment like this, like during the month of March, we get to come together. We get to talk. We get to make changes. We get to listen. We get to talk and share and be part of this celebration. Uh, doesn't matter where you are. There's always room for growth and improvement and the support is always there. Um, Jessica, if one, someone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe seek out for your guidance or support uh, or join your organization, how could they do that? Oh, you can go to jessicaweaver.com where my three books are there. You can get the free audio version of Confessions of a Money Queen. There's money meditations in there. There's journal work, other book bonuses that go right along with what we talked about today. So I highly recommend going there in jessicaweaver.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Pink Fix My Money. So like the color pink, my whole world's pink, Pink Fix My Money. I love that. So creative. So ladies, go ahead <laughs> and find Jessica on social media channels, on her website, stalk her, tell her you've listened to this podcast and whether, you know, this has been inspirational or somehow just opened your mind to possibilities and building your own money empire. And I hope you get to join us for the summit. This is going to be an amazing event and I'm honored to have you part of this, Jessica. Yes. Thank you so much for having me a part of this podcast, the summit. I'm so grateful to be in your world and all that you do for women. It's so needed. It's amazing to be part of this movement. I feel like a movement, a mission. It really does. So thank you. I'm so excited. Ladies, thank you so much for listening or watching to this podcast. We are available on YouTube and all the podcasting channels. Uh, but for now, go ahead and connect with Jessica. All her information is in the show notes. So do make sure you click on the links, connect with her, send her a little message and make sure you keep, keep an eye out for her session during the Women Thrive Summit. So register for it at womenthrivesummit.com. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on another episode with another guest of ours. So Jessica, thanks for today. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. Thank you so much. I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye for now. Did you enjoy this episode? Share it with the world. Make sure to also leave a review and subscribe for future episodes.